1: And focusing on verses 13 through 16. You've probably heard the term childlike faith, and this passage is certainly about that. Jesus rebukes his disciples for keeping children from approaching him. After all, Jesus was very important and very busy and didn't have time for the distractions of a child's attention, right? Wrong, according to Jesus. But beyond the rebuke, Jesus also teaches a lesson about faith and those who populate the kingdom of God. So what does childlike faith mean? Is it a biblical term? Is it required for salvation? These are all very important questions that Pastor Jim will answer as we listen in this week. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Faith Like Children.
0: Uh, Notice, if you will, when Matthew records this incident, he says, This is how you get into the kingdom of heaven. When Mark and Luke used to record this incident, they used the phrase kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are interchangeable terms. Jesus used them both equally. So don't pay attention to the mistaken notion that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are somehow different. There are some ultra dispensational interpreters who really whiff on that one and make a mountain out of a molehill when there isn't even a molehill. There's just nothing there. Now, if you have no idea what an ultra-dispensationalist is, fine, you can get to heaven without that and I won't bother you with it. Now, notice, the kingdom of God belongs to, what are the three words? Such as these. I'm looking at friends whom I... Have every reason to believe, know, and love Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you, this text is in the Word of God because there could be somebody here. Maybe this is the 1952nd time you've come to church and heard the Word of God, and maybe you're not trusting God in the way that a newborn trusts his parents. If so, the kingdom doesn't belong to you, you're not there. And today is the day for you to be converted and to come as a child before the Lord. And then do you understand that special grace for children and babies until they're able to consciously accept or reject Jesus Christ? I don't know everybody's story at this level, but it's almost impossible to be with a group this size and be talking to no one who has lost a child. It might have been through miscarriage, it might have been through infant death, sudden infant death syndrome. It could have been by accident, it could have been the result of an awful illness or a birth defect, it could even have been, and I've done funerals, a child that was murdered. Could have been murdered outside the womb or could have been murdered by abortion within the womb. I don't want to bring up your most painful memories, but I think the Lord just did. I have a word for you. Rejoice. Rejoice. Despite that indescribable gut-wrenching, sleep-robbing, tear-jerking pain, that child is with the Lord. And this text is here to make sure that you can say what David said. I will go to him or her. Now notice that when Jesus said the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, I think that this passage is equally important for what it does not say. Notice, Jesus did not mention their faith. Why? because that's a moot point for those that haven't developed the ability to reason and think and make a moral decision. Would you notice that Jesus did not mention the faith of their parents? It's quite unlikely that every single one who brought a child was practicing saving faith. Jesus did not mention election. There are some who pontificate that, Elect babies who die are with the Lord, and the rest are condemned. Okay? The Bible doesn't say that. So stop saying it. That's not the answer to that question. That doesn't give any comfort to a parent. Jesus did not mention anyone's faith. He he blessed those who even belonged to unbelieving parents, and He turned none of them away. Don't hinder them. Permit them to come to me. Jesus did not mention any relationship to a covenant. He didn't mention Jew or Gentile. He didn't mention circumcision, the sign of the covenant. And I'll tell you this, if ever there was a time for introducing the concept of infant baptism, that was the time and he didn't. That's not mentioned. And that's not taught anywhere in the Bible. Infant baptism is the very bad interpretation of saying that God gave circumcision as a sign of the Old Covenant. And so now he gave baptism as a sign of the New Covenant. Nice theory. If only we didn't have the Bible to deal with. One of the great tragedies of life is the murder of a beautiful theory by a gang of brutal facts. That one goes down in flames. Now, keep thinking. If it's beginning to dawn on you to see the spectacular implications of God's grace for children who die before they're accountable, realize that that has no limitation. It's, it applies in lands where Christ is not preached It applies to those who die with unsaved parents. It applies to to, to those who die through abortion. You, my friend, this morning are staring at one of the most spectacular descriptions of the breadth of the grace of God. Now, I've not done full justice to it. If you would like to dig deeper, let me recommend a wonderful little book, Safe in the Arms of God, written by... John MacArthur, and and he penned it in reaction to people who should have known better, saying that, well, we don't really know what happens to a child when he dies. Well, actually, yes, we do. So what should you do in response to this passage? Well, you, you can't physically bring your children to Jesus for Him to lay hands on them, so You're going to have to take this to the level of a spiritual principle and make the applications necessary to help you with the task that you have to introduce your children and your grandchildren to the Lord Jesus Christ. Teach them by word and by example what it means for you to live by childlike faith, trusting your heavenly Father for everything because you can't get yourself into that kingdom. Your children need to know that reading and studying God's Word is an extremely high priority. If they don't catch you doing that frequently, what are you doing? Why aren't you? Talk about these things. When you lie down, when you rise up, when you walk by the way, if you're not doing that, you're just sinning against your children. Let your children know that yes, you have a mom, you have a dad, you have a grandma, you have a grandpa, maybe a couple of sets of them. You have brothers and sisters, you have, you have cousins, you have family, but you have spiritual family. And we belong together. Together we are a body and we need, need each other just as badly as you need your right arm and your left leg. So we need to be together, and if your kids don't get the message that it is an extremely high priority for us to be with God's people, serving and loving and encouraging and and, and one anothering and caring and, and weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those who rejoice. If your kids aren't seeing that in you, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, neighbors, friends, whoever you are, you are sinning against the next generation. God's grace is so spectacular. Let's make it so that they have a pretty good chance to hear the message and get it right even after they're accountable, right? It's to you and it's about God's grace. Don't hide your faith. We are one generation away from the death of the church, the body of Christ on this planet if we don't pass along the faith. Tag. You're it. We're it. Simple passage? Well, yeah. But make sure as we leave it that you are among those who are such as these. And be Jesus' instrument to bless the children because they are our stewardship. Stewardship. Faith like children. Is it yours? Let's pray. Our Father, again, how we stand in awe of Your truly amazing grace. How we thank You for that grace extended even where little ones are involved. Oh, it's, it's majestic, Father, to, to ponder how many precious souls we will have fellowship with for eternity who perhaps drew only a handful of breaths or maybe never drew a breath here on earth. Thank You for this demonstration of Your grace. And Father, for those for whom this has brought up painful memories of a, of a lost child, may Your comfort be theirs in abundance and would You make sure that we all, as we leave this place, Are shining examples of being such as these, with childlike faith, trusting you explicitly for everything that we need. We pray in the name of our wonderful Savior. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.